Welcome to the conversation. This podcast is produced by QSource as part of Medicare's quality improvement organization efforts to share information, educate clinical staff, and encourage improvement through best practices. Each episode discusses a topic that is timely and applicable to you, your staff, and your patients. In this episode, the conversation is a general discussion about farmers markets. From vouchers, bonus bucks, nutritional education, and cooking demos, the farmers market is key in serving the community and an individual's overall health. Quality improvement specialist Kathy Ray leads a conversation with Sarah Naramore from Hoosier Health and Wellness Alliance and Christina Feroli with the Indiana Cooperative Development Center. Now, let's get this conversation started. QSource is excited today to bring two subject matter experts to the table in a conversation today around healthy living, lifestyle, and overall discussion about our overall health and how it relates to our weight, our nutrition, and possibly discussing the effects of the pandemic. So we are very lucky to have Sarah and Christina with us today to get the conversation started. So ladies, I just wanted to ask a a general question. As we look back at the past two years and, and even today with the pandemic, I know personally it's affected my lifestyle and my health, but in general, how would you ladies like to get us started when we talk about how the pandemic has affected our overall lifestyle the last two years? It's definitely made us aware of the interactivity of, of just being in a community and how important community and connections are when we had to you know stay at home shelter and home that was that was really devastating for quite a few people like quite a few Hoosiers and there was a quote that I came across that I thought um, was really appropriate as a direct impact of COVID and it's from the Oregon Farmers Market Association and it's without thriving economies we have no food without food we have no community food is essential and so are farmers markets. So as a disclaimer, I am the manager or coordinator of the Indiana Farmers Market Community of Practice. COVID made me rethink of how we interact and relate to food, how we access food and take a look at where I go shop, how I shop, what do I really truly value? Because when the shelves were empty, you know, it doesn't really feel good, but that was for me. And the reality is there's lots of Hoosiers who can't access food or don't have the money to purchase food day in and day out. And COVID made that situation even worse. I would 100% agree with you, Christina. As far as food access, we've been seeing in the world of pediatrics a significant rise in the number of patients who have food insecurity. And we've developed a list of food pantries throughout the state to be able to provide those families with additional resources. We also partner with our own food pantry at Riley Hospital for our patients. Not only just having access to food, but having access to healthy foods has been really eye-opening and more of a critical effort on our part. Besides nutrition, I would also just add that COVID made everyone a little bit more sedentary. Everything seemed to shut down. Kids weren't able to participate in extracurricular activities, sports, or recreational activities. And that ultimately led to just increased screen time at home, screen time for schoolwork, but then also leisure time. With that, just became a much higher risk of 
increasing the rates of obesity. There, interestingly, was a study in pediatrics at the beginning of 2021 that showed the rates of increase in obesity at all age groups, um, all races, insurance status, household income, and all groups were affected. So I think that was just really impactful, seeing that regardless of who you were, what class, where you lived, everybody was experiencing similar hardships. When COVID hit and everyone went on lockdown, there were sectors that were deemed essential to stay open, such as grocery stores and local grocery stores, community stores, and farmers markets were also deemed essential, so they stayed open. Some interesting statistics. I don't always like did you know, but these are kind of cool. Did you know that customers at farmers market have 15 to 20 social interactions compared to one or two social interaction at a grocery store. So it definitely plays into what Sarah identified. It's that isolation. The food is way fresher than food from traditional retailers. And one of the reasons is that farmers markets produce averages half the distance since harvest compared to 13 days at a traditional retailer. So when you're trying to think of, you know, where am I going to get what, you know, what I'm used to purchasing or or where do I get the fresh produce when supply chains are breaking down? We now have farmers markets stepping up to the plate. Income, low income, and also the issue of food deserts where food pantries step up to the plate to help people meet those needs. And also we had kids not going to school, so they're not getting free and reduced school lunch. So really see that whole food access situation heightened with COVID. It was already a pretty critical situation made even worse when COVID hit us. And unfortunately, sadly, we do see that obesity is much higher in black and Hispanic children, but also in low income children. A note to that is with the low-income children, it's likely to be more serious. It almost feels like COVID pushed us over the edge on a lot of these. And obesity also tracks with high rates of food insecurity and hunger. That's basically why I'm here promoting farmers markets because it's a really important factor in our community that could provide food access to food insecure individuals along with food pantries and other modes to access food. And I know, Christina, a lot of farmers markets are accepting SNAP and other benefits. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Our public always knows about that, that there are resources for those who may have food insecurity or low income. Expected and beneficial outcome with farmers markets is increased access to fruits and vegetables especially in food desert areas or where food access is curtailed, like there isn't good access or the transportation is not good to the closest grocery store. Farmers markets can kind of serve as that link, especially if they're community-based. And we now have um, SNAP EBT accepted at farmers markets, and that's the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Families that participate in that program can go to farmers markets and purchase fresh produce. So like fresh fruits and vegetables, but besides that, farmers markets also sell meats, eggs, poultry, and dairy products, which are all parts of a healthy diet plan. Besides the SNAP EBT, we also have WIC Farmers Market Nutrition Program at farmers markets. 
women participating women, infant and children nutrition program get extra vouchers that they can spend at farmers markets. So it makes their money go a long way. SNAP is also, that could be spent at the at grocery stores and other convenience stores and other locations and communities. But if you want to really take a look at your eating habits and get onto a healthy eating lifestyle, then really looking at increasing your fruits and vegetable consumption and maybe checking out a farmer's market near you is the way to go. Farmers markets also have what are called nutrition incentive programs. And these programs double what a person would spend like with their SNAP card at the farmer's market. So if they spend $10, the market will give them 10 extra dollars to spend there on fresh produce. And this is a really win-win, especially for families. If you're trying to feed children, and trying to get kids healthy because unfortunately Indiana's obesity rate for youth 10 to 17 year olds it's 16 percent we're kind of right at national average which is 16.2 percent so it's not very good but increasing access to foods like fruits and vegetables in food deserts helps decrease the risk of overweight and obesity so it's just a win-win. Also, if you shop at farmer's markets, you're strengthening local and regional food systems, and you're making sure that we have actually food that was locally grown and readily available. This is Kathy. I have a quick question. When we talk about farmer's markets and, and all the benefits and, and the resources, I just wondered if there's a diabetic patient that's coming through, is there any maybe extra education or guidance on a particular type of diet for that person that may have a chronic illness or some type of a chronic disease? That's actually a really good question, Kathy. Farmers markets, some are trying to do educational programming, um, especially with kids. There's a program called Produce at the Market where children will sign up and they get extra tokens that they can spend with the farmers. But when it comes to addressing issues like chronic disease issues, like obesity and diabetes and heart disease, um, we have what's called prescription Rx, and these are extra dollars that doctors will write a nutrition prescription for or produce rx prescription it's actually worth let's say ten dollars and that individual will get the prescription rx from their healthcare provider because they are being followed for their chronic disease states be it obesity diabetes hypertension high cholesterol the gambit so they're given that prescription and that prescription can be redeemed at the farmers markets for fresh produce like fresh fruits and veggies that's an extra win-win for individuals and they have shown that these programs are called nutrition incentive programs that the dollar spent in a nutrition incentive program does have return on the dollar and that you do see reductions in obesity better diabetes control and the studies aren't probably 100% conclusive, but they're going down that pathway. So we're seeing more and more states adopt these produce prescription programs. So it's very exciting. It's kind of like the next level after SNAP EBT at the farmer's markets and double up programs, or, or now we're seeing the prescription RX programs. So I'm very excited because we're getting to partner with our healthcare providers to facilitate this. So it's super exciting. 
Great. Thank you for that. Just the incentive program itself and trying to educate the community as we go into our community coalitions, it's nice to be able to have this information. Is there a website or a particular link that we might want to share with our community coalitions that they could go out and research this more? On our Indiana Farmers Market Community of Practice website, we do have a link called Food Access. All these programs are defined on the website. They're also very county specific and city specific or farmers market specific. Indianapolis has Fresh Bucks, which is a nutrition incentive program. It, it doubles SNAP at the market. Fort Wayne has Double Up Indiana dollars, and they just got funding to do prescription RX. The Indiana Department of Health is also going to be sponsoring these dollars like SNAP EBT dollars so they farmers markets can run their doubling program. So we're seeing a lot more coming to Indiana, which is very exciting. And we're just at the beginning stages of creating a network so that the money can benefit all of Indiana, not just regionally. You kind of hit me just a little bit too soon on sharing about that program. We'll be kicking it off sometime in 2022, but it is all about nutrition incentives um, and increasing money to those individuals that could benefit from accessing farmer's markets, fresh produce, and healthy foods. But the cool part about farmer's markets is there's also a sense of community at a market. They're really great gathering places, especially for families. Market managers will work really hard to bring customers in. They want to make their markets welcoming. Some markets are pet friendly, so you'll see people out with their pets, family friendly. They run programs like Power of Produce, so kids can sample produce. Farmers markets are a little bit more than just a shopping experience, and I think that's where it's exciting. And with more money coming in for the nutrition incentives, more people will be able to access farmers markets. That's absolutely critical. In our community coalitions, we have a relationship with Purdue Extension offices and the Dining with Diabetes. We also talk about some weight management strategies. Do either one of you want to talk a little bit more about either one of those programs? Well, I spent 21 years with Purdue Extension, the Mary County office, and I'm really familiar with Dining with Diabetes. And I do know some farmers markets will invite the extension educator to come into the market and do healthy food demos. And they actually prepare the foods that are part of the Dining with Diabetes curriculum. So I think that's a wonderful way for people to get education at the Purdue Extension offices in their county, and then to get healthy recipes. With COVID, food sampling has been vetoed at markets, but prior you would even be able to sample what was demonstrated at the farmer's market. And the cool thing with that is they'll use the produce from the market, from the farmers that are selling at the market to put together the recipes. Partnering with Purdue Extension is definitely a win-win situation. You get great educational programming like Dining with Diabetes, and then at the farmer's market, you get cooking demos. So it's really helping communities and families to take that next step and to really step it up and take action on improving their health. Those are both great resources to have throughout the state. I need our pediatric weight management program at Riley. So this is focused on children with obesity. And really we're trying to partner with many community organizations like this so that kids and families have 
programming close to their home where they can learn healthy eating strategies and how to be active. And so for most of uh, our families and children that we advise, it's starting with increasing those fruits and vegetables throughout uh, their day, using advantage of things like food pantries and farmer's market, and not being afraid to ask for assistance if they have diabetes. Can they have access to maybe some more produce or whole grain products instead of more of some of the processed foods? Yeah, Sarah, you touched on a really important topic is actually having getting access to the foods because there, uh, sadly enough, we have quite a few food deserts or areas where people don't have access to healthy foods. Basically, those that you identified, fresh produce, whole grains, even meat, eggs, dairy products. Unfortunately, we have become a society that we're consuming what is most commonly called the standard American diet, which is a fast food-based diet. And if we just shift to a more plant-based diet, which is increasing fruit and vegetable and whole grain and legumes consumption, studies definitely shows that type of diet style tips the health into more of a healthy, so you can go from being obese to overweight to healthy weight just by making small changes in your diet. And that also helps the health profile if you're at risk for a heart attack or if you're pre-diabetic. So just making small changes, you can definitely see the positive outcomes. And in some communities, it's actually, they need access to these foods. They don't even have grocery stores in their communities for whatever reasons. I mean, there's lots of reasons. And I know Purdue Extension does a lot of work with communities to provide healthy local food access. Um, And farmers markets are just one part of that whole picture. I know we have Feeding America through Gleaners, and they work tirelessly to make sure that people have access to food um, and also to healthy food. There are produce programs that Gleaners is also sponsoring. So we're all in this together. I think it's very exciting when we start to see some shifts and changes and communities are starting to take a look at what is actually going on in their community. Where is the healthy food? How do we access it? I love to see farmers markets that are doing cooking demos that are running youth programs where the kiddos gets to sample perhaps a vegetable they've never even seen before. So these are all really great community health programming programs, and they do need great partnerships. I agree with Sarah on that one. Yeah, we have found that in our community coalitions, we have several churches that have stepped up into these conversations because they're running their own food pantry out of their church and educating them in their church newsletters and providing them with links and resources in their church newsletters and and having that available. I mean, that's a whole other faith-based audience that uh, we are just now tapping into in some of our coalitions. I'm glad you mentioned the faith-based communities because we had faith-based communities sponsor farmers markets. For some, COVID, um, that created a challenge for them. But now that we're pulling out of that, I am seeing a little bit of an uptick in faith-based communities that are stepping up and hosting farmers markets again. And that is such good news because it is our purpose, the Indiana Farmers Market Community of Practice was founded to support, strengthen, and grow the number of farmers markets in Indiana. 
I just love seeing faith-based communities because that's where people and families gather, having this pivotal role in uh, the local food system with the food pantries, with possibly hosting farmers markets. So I think that's heartwarming to see that we're getting communities pulled together. I can probably list five just in Indianapolis that are doing this. They're taking on this type of work to help their congregation and help their communities also to be more healthy and to basically COVID really impacted us. I know there's a lot of sectors that are still having supply chain issues. The food sector seems to have come back, but when you depend on food from out of state or out of country, COVID showed us how vulnerable we really are. Without thriving local economies, as the quote said, we have no food. Without food, we have no communities. Pulling together is going to be the way that we can move forward. And it's very exciting, the different groups that are actually stepping up and coming forward in that work. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation today. I want to thank both of you for being here. We would like to extend the invitation that maybe you could come back at some point and we could get an update and find out even more information. If that would work for either one of you, we would love to have you back. Thank you for joining the conversation. If you found this conversation of interest, we encourage you to join the conversation by visiting us online at qsource.org slash conversation podcast. The conversation was produced by QSource, the Quality Innovation Network Quality Improvement Organization for Indiana, under a contract with the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Content does not necessarily reflect CMS policy.